Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey guys, it's Travis Cronin and you're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. And today, of course, I am joined by my scarlet-haired celeb aficionados, uh, Miss Sarah Huron. I'm like barely a ginger, but hello. <laughs> yes, we're, we, we call you as such our sister and definitely confirmed ginger, the amazing Miss Gwen Flamberg. Well, hello. And today, you know, to keep your mind off of anything else going on in the mainstream media, we have a whole day full of surprising splits, legally confirmed celeb abusers, Instagram callouts, celebrities' first days in prisons, and a personal letter to a celeb on and on to a celeb on again, off again couple that we just can't shut up about. But before we dive into all of the ridiculous celebrity news of the week, let's start with some intentions. Of course, these intentions are not for us. We think we're doing just fine. But these are for celebrities, something we want them to start doing or stop doing. Miss Gwen Flamberg, who is your intention for today? Well, you guys might be surprised because I've never mentioned this human before. But my intention today is for Miss... Sofia Vergara. Oh, okay. Perhaps you guys have seen that her hot, hot, hot husband, Joe Manganiello, just dyed his hair bright blue. And it's indeed a mohawk. Now, fans think that it's for his new Justice League role. Mm -hmm. But everyone's waiting for Sofia to make a statement about whether or not she likes his hair. A lot of his friends have, uh, not friends, fans who I'm sure wish that they were his friends and actually more than friends. But Sophia has yet to make a statement. And, you know, my intention for her is to let your man know that you think he looks good with his new do because there are plenty of ladies waiting in the wings to just snake right in there. Well, hopefully that helps the Justice League movies, which are very dark and grim and not as good as their Marvel counterparts. Sarah Huron, I bet yours is about an action movie franchise too. Oh, yes. I mean, Lamar Odom is a superhero, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he is. I'm glad you're bringing this up, Sarah. I was shocked, actually shocked by this information. Yes, Lamar's fiance, Sabrina, Um, Posted on Instagram last night, I am no longer engaged to Lamar. This has been a difficult decision for me to make, but it is the best for me and my children. He has some things that he alone has to work through. I love him dearly, but I am no longer able to be by his side while he seeks the help he so desperately needs. I wish him all the best, and I'm asking for you to pray for everyone involved. So, oh my God, the irony that she is a life coach and she's like, he needs seriously help is not lost on us. 
Yeah, and desperately, um, I guess she didn't want to totally tell us what's going on. We know Lamar is passed. Um, tomorrow was his 41st birthday, um, so I'm a little worried about Lamb Lamb. I hope Chloe saw this, maybe made a call, got his, um, you know, maybe some, some affairs in order. I don't know. I just want Lamar to get the help he needs, whatever that may be. Please get away from the Bunny Ranch, even though it's your birthday, Lamar. We are worried about you. I know. Nevada is in the news for other reasons right now. We don't need Lamar to show up in that state and take away the <laughs> attention oh my goodness maybe he can recruit all of the ladies of the bunny ranch to help count votes well my intention this week is for uh self-proclaimed hype priest carl lentz oh my god i'm obsessed with this i I am also amazing story this is an amazing story and if, if listeners out there don't know who carl lentz is he is one of the he is the top priest of the hillsong church and he also baptized justin bieber in an nba player's bathtub as one does under god Um, But he has recently been released from the Hillsong Church because of, quote, leadership issues and breaches of trust, plus a recent revelation of moral failures. How very Falwell of him. Uh, It is very Falwell of him. And also, this is very similar to Sabrina's breakup with Lamar because she says he desperately needs help and then didn't tell us what happened. But Hillsong said... Uh, revelation of moral failures from the church is pretty bad. So that my intention, be anything. Yes. So my intention is Hillsong, you know, get some transparency. Carl, I want to know what the moral failures are. And as reporters, yes, we'll be taking this on our own to look into it ourselves. So hopefully we'll have an answer for you next week. Okay, but let's start with the best news of the week that distracted us all from the election results. The shocking news that uh, Miss Erica Jane, the pretty mess, has split from her husband, Tom Giraldi. Giraldi. Girardi. Of- Girardi of 21 years, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, super stand Sarah here on. Tell us what happened. I was literally mouth agape. I was too. And first, I just want to say that one time I ran into Carl Lenz in Hoboken and I was shooketh. We like literally almost collided. He was leaving a gym and I was like, was that Carl Lenz? And then I was like, why do I know what Justin Bieber's pastor looks like? Anyway, back to Erica. Um, Yes, you know, it shouldn't be a shock when a 49-year-old and an 81-year-old get divorced. But it really is because if you watch The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they have some sort of arrangement, agreement, whatever you want to call it, that they get along. She seemed to really admire him. He was kind of infatuated with her. And they seem to have their version of like a healthy, normal marriage. So I was really surprised by this. Erica released a statement that said, after much consideration, I've decided to end my marriage to Tom Girardi. This is not a step taken lightly or easily. I have a great love and respect for Tom and our years and the lives we built together. It is my absolute wish to proceed through this process with respect and the privacy that both Tom and I deserve and request others give us. Now, here was <laughs> my take because I didn't know precisely the age difference between the two of them. I know that they've been married for a very long time. So at first I was like, Is she closer to him in age, but over the years she's done and continually did a lot, a lot, a lot of plastic surgery, whereas he did not. And I was kind of like, you know, have they gotten to the point after 20 years where she's just like, I've got to shake you off because I look like a hot young thing and you don't. But she is, in fact, significantly younger. Yeah, 32 years between them. Yeah. Interesting. And and like Sarah said, even though there is a 32-year age gap, they seem totally normal and infatuated with each other. There have been some rumors on blogs that Us Weekly hasn't confirmed yet that there's possibly infidelity going on. Maybe not. We will definitely keep you abreast, the pretty mess breasts, of this continuing process. 
And important to note, um, she didn't sign a prenup. And he is, oh God, if, you don't, part. if you don't know who Tom Girardi is, he is one of the lawyers who worked on the Aaron Brockovich case in the Julia, Rob for like the Julia Roberts movie inspired. So he has a lot of money. There's a lot of lawsuits happening there too, though. So maybe he doesn't have as much money as we think, but she did not sign a prenup. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out on season 11 of The Real House of Beverly Hills, which is currently filming. Yes, they are currently filming. And this guy was worth, as they say, buku dollars because of the Aaron Brockovich case. But he has, I can't even count how many like tax liens and legal issues he has now, but they add up to a hefty chunk of change, which I'm worried that Erica Jane will have to like give up her private jet and some of her diamonds in case, you know, she doesn't get this prenup money. <sighs> but God, well, let's talk about another, you know, the celebrity... And these people have already split, but they won't shut up about it online. And we are here for it. Of course, I'm talking about Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green. Um, you know, I just want to give some background before we read this, because I think we all forget how they met. That So they met in 2004 on the set of Hope and Faith. Megan Fox was 18 and Brian Austin Green was 30. They dated for about two years and then got engaged in 2006. <laughs> then they got engaged in November 2006 before calling it off in 2009. And then they got engaged again a year later and then got married in 2010. Gwen, if you would play the role of the gorgeous Megan Fox and just read out her controversial Instagram post against her soon-to-be ex-husband, Brian Austin Green. I'm going to read this in a minute, Trav, but if I'm going to do this dramatic reading, can I also, just for a day, even an hour, have her body? Yes, you can. We are seeing you with her body at this moment as you read this. And the listeners, this is going to be even easier for them to do. Thank you. Here we go. Why does Journey have to be in this picture? It's not hard to crop them out or choose photos that they aren't in. I had a great Halloween with them yesterday, and yet notice how absent they are from my social media. I know you love your kids, but I don't know why you can't stop using them to posture via Instagram. Are you intoxicated with feeding the pervasive narrative that I'm an absentee mother, and you are the perennially, eternally dedicated dad of the year? You have them half of the time. Congratulations. You truly are a remarkable human. Why do you need the internet to echo back to you what should be inexhaustibly evident in the way your children love you? Oh my so God. Good. Yeah, it was super, super, like one of the most savage Instagram comments I think we've heard from a celebrity ex-coupling. Um, but, you know, we'd like to give Brian Austin Green uh, a really a brave space for him to come forward and share his thoughts. And, you know, what better ghostwriter to have than Sarah Huron? So please, Sarah Huron, please read your completely fictitious Brian Austin Green clap back to this clap forward. Completely unauthorized response by Brian Austin Green that I totally didn't just write five minutes ago. Why does this reply have to be on Instagram? It's not hard to send me a text or DM. I had a great Halloween and don't follow you. So I wouldn't know if you did or did not include them on your page. You're so intoxicated with Machine Gun Kelly. And I got played by Courtney Stodden and Tina Louise. So I have nothing to do but be with my kids half the time. Congratulations, you have a boyfriend. Why do you need the internet to echo back to you, which should be so inexhaustibly evident in Colson's lyrics? P.S. Tell him he's blacklisted from the masked dancer. 
<laughs> that was fantastic. I like how you also uh, reflected back Megan Fox's use of bigger words than they usually would on Instagram to show like intellectual to really like make a Shakespearean like comeback for those. It no. felt more Dawson's Creek than 90210. <laughs> I really appreciated the uh, intoxicated with Machine Gun Kelly. That was a nice touch. Do you know who's not intoxicated anymore, Gwen Flamberg, but is looking very skinny? Mr. Ben Affleck. Oh, my God. Ben Affleck, you know, maybe, perhaps, he actually is tapping into his sobriety as he's meant to, right? But, like, he's looking so crazy skinny. He's looking very different these days. He posted an Instagram yesterday alongside Matt Damon for the Omaze competition which provide resources and support to communities in need, as Affleck's caption reads, those who enter into it will earn a chance to enjoy lunch with both the stories in Los Angeles. Of course, once it's safe to travel. And, you know, Trav, you know that as someone who rates Goodwill Hunting as one of my favorite movies of all time, I'm totally entering this one. Proceeds will go towards the Eastern Congo Initiative, which was co-founded by Ben, and Water, which is an organization intended to provide sanitary drinking water for all. Affleck is, of course, clean-shaven and has looked to have lost at least 20 pounds. You know that he's set to appear without his beard in the long-awaited Zack Snyder director's call of Justice League alongside, you know who, Joe Manganiello. Manganiello. Um, And they're about to to, um, film some reshoots for that. But, like, he looks so different. Like, I think that... um, I don't know. I think maybe he's like calm and settled and really tapping into his sobriety. He looks really great, skinny. I just don't want to see that ratchet tattoo on his back. Me neither. Sarah Heron, I know you're a Ben Affleck lover of his body, face, mind, spirit, all of it. What did you think about the new pick? I truly am. Um, I think that maybe he cut out the pound of sugar that used to be at the bottom of his Dunkin' Donuts cups. I think that might be the key here. Yeah, I think that Dunkin' Donuts uh, sugar cream flavoring was really the excess weight. But I also think now that he's obviously with Ana de Armas so much, when you're dating like a 23-year-old who's super skinny, it also just like pushes you in that direction. You gotta keep up. Yeah, you gotta keep up, cut out the fat. Celebrity relationships have been all up in the news this week. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about the new Johnny Depp Amber Heard update, but it's an interesting one. So they have a lot of litigation going back and forth between each other, but there's a separate one that Johnny Depp, who is 57, has sued The Sun, um, which is a UK tabloid newspaper situation, for describing him as a wife beater. But the judge in that case just found that he actually, that the son actually had enough information to, yes, legally call him a wife beater. This is sort of concerning because Amber Heard is going to be in the U.S. court system. Um, yeah, Amber Heard is going to be in the U.S. court system saying that he violently attacked her in a rage and he has thrown a foam that he threw a phone at her at her face with extreme force and there are other allegations of incidents of domestic violence emotional excessive and this is just like a huge blow for Johnny Depp and sort of a win for people who are team Amber Heard 
Sarah, are you sick of hearing this? Are you more likely to believe her? You know, we both we thought that they were both crazy beforehand, and it was a little bit of both. But now that this judge has ruled, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I would love to know what the judge, what the son had and who their source was and all this stuff. That would be really what's interesting to me because, um, yeah, this marriage was obviously toxic, tumultuous. I don't think Johnny Depp is necessarily a great human. Um, I think Amber Heard got a little justice here, which is nice. I think that overall these two just really need to like shake from each other and probably it's just going to get even messier if they keep going. I'm just I don't I don't love it, but. I, I agree. And um, was that an Amber Heard needs justice because she is also in Justice League? God, we're really, really trend here. Can't say I've ever seen a Justice League movie, but this is all I ever need, I guess. Okay. Well, guys, it is time for stars. They're blank like blank. <laughs> where I go through and ask the ladies here to give me um, some parts of speech and some words. And we are going to create a lovely little Mad Libs that we are addressing to Julianne Huff and Brooks Leach. Oh, interesting. Yes. All right. So we're going to start with Sarah. I need an adjective, please. Sketchy. Gwen, I need an adjective. Sexy. I need an adverb. Sarah, here on. Jelly. Okay, uh, Gwen, I also need an adverb. Likely. Yeah, let's see if that one works. Uh, Sarah, here I need a noun. Cat. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Gwen, I need a female celebrity. Cher. Um, Sarah, I need a male celebrity. Ben Affleck. Gwen, I need a number. Six. Okay, and then Sarah, I need a verb. Uh, running or ran. We'll take Ran. And Gwen, I need a noun. Tree. Oh, okay. Okay. This is the Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast open letter to Julianne Huff and Brooks Leach. Julianne and Brooks, you've made us wait a sketchy amount of time while you two figure out your sexy relationship. What's up with that? Julianne, the way that you gently danced your emotions out in Kinergy dance class. And Brooks, the way that you likely decided to go live in the woods and go fishing really led us to believe that you two had moved on. But not before a another sexy reunion at a cat restaurant when you two were talking about exploring your sexualities i assumed julianne would get with Cher and brooks that you would get with ben affleck but now that you filed for divorce hopefully you two can make it last more than the six months we hope that now your relationship is really over like really over like when you run over a tree oh wow well i do agree that i hope it's really over between them but i don't know i really I still hope she gets with Cher. But thank you. Hopefully we've done a little to go in the world because I can't even bring up the pro- the problems with these two. So just the open letter, I think, covers it. Sarah Huron, I'm going to let you say this woman's name because you say it so gently. She is a star on uh, Dancing, a judge on Dancing with the Stars. What's her name? Carrie Ann Anaba. That's her. Tell us what is up with Caddy and Anaba this week and why she received a little bit of a backlash, as we oh say my on Caddy.com. Yes, this season of Dancing with the Stars is very controversial, and it's not even Carol Baskin's been out for a long time. Um, Carrie Ann Anaba has been very harsh on Miss Caitlin Bristow, season 11 Bachelorette, on this season of Dancing with the Stars, and her criticisms aren't very specific, and it's a lot of just like, give me more, now give me less, like kind of contradictory, not specific about her arms or her legs or any of her actual movement. So fans 
think that Carrie Ann hates Caitlyn because her partner is Artem, who Carrie Ann and Abba dated from 2006 to 2009. Now, Artem did tell Entertainment Tonight that he feels like the critiques are a little personal and he doesn't really understand them. And Caitlyn said, I just want to know where it comes from. And she pointed out that Carrie Ann was also very hard on Hannah Brown last season, a fellow Bachelorette. So we don't know if Carrie Ann just hates The Bachelor, if Carrie Ann is jealous of, like, hates Artem, or if she genuinely thinks she's just giving good feedback because Carrie Ann has argued that now she's being bullied because of her critiques, which she said, I'm not going to change how I judge. I've been a judge forever. I know ballroom dance. So I I don't even know. But but yeah, I was going to say, but what is even happening? I mean, it seems like on paper she is discriminating against anyone who is either dancing with her ex-boyfriend or she just hates the Bachelorettes. I think she hates the Bachelorettes, and I don't think she likes that they keep coming back on the show. That's what I think. I think she holds them to a higher standard because they're also both Caitlyn and Hannah are really good. So And Hannah won, so maybe she doesn't want Caitlyn to win. I don't know. She's like, these damn ladies just come out looking amazing with their spray tans with no dance experience. Yeah. Well, I was really into this Kariana Naba backlash. I'm excited to see how she dresses it on the show. Well, let's move to some other controversy. Prince William turns out that he had COVID back in April at around the same time at his father's course, the Prince of Wales. Um, did back in April, but they told nobody. Um, a source told us that they did not tell anyone about Prince William's positive corona test because there were important things going on and I didn't want to worry anyone. He was treated by palace doctors and followed government guidelines by isolating at their family home and then went back and none were the wiser. Gwen Flamberg, like local royal file, were you shocked to hear that even William got COVID? And second question, do you think it was smart of him to keep his diagnosis under wraps? Because once it gets to the royals, I think we would have all felt a little bit differently back in April. Totally, exactly. I mean, I'm I'm not that surprised that he got COVID because it was pretty rampant in London. And I, you know, I do think that it was wise for the royal family to keep it under wraps because you know, it's really interesting in in England how people either love or hate the royal family. But regardless, the royal family is a constant for the British people. And I think that it would have created a little bit more um, hysteria and fear if everybody knew that he had it when he had it. So, you know, I mean, poor guy suffered in silence, but I'm sure that's been what's happened this entire <laughs> Yeah, that's sort of what he was good at. I just think of us um, here in the States when Tom Hanks first got it. And we were all like, oh, crap, like someone with money and access and, you know, a huge home and a staff got it. Like in a Prince William, it just would have, I think, put London in a tizzy, as they say. Well, let's move on because my co-hosts are, you know, lovely, intelligent women, but they are gluttons for self-promotion. So in order to steer that, we have given their own their own little corner. Gwen is, of course, the style and fashion beauty maven at Us Weekly magazine and many others. And Sarah Huron, she watches The Bachelor and knows more about it than anyone <laughs> I've ever met in my life. So Gwen, let's start with you. What is your favorite style, beauty, fashion moment of the week? Well, just the the um, the story that um, I'm really proud that we covered this week is the matching tattoos that Chrissy Teigen and John Legend got for their baby son Jack, who they miscarried um, quite recently. And Chrissy was really um, open, and she shared the experience in a way that no celebrity really ever has in such an mm-hmm. authentic 
way where she shared her feelings in a way that I think that a lot of her followers could relate to. And it was really just heartbreakingly sad, but also real. And, um, you know, you can go to usmagazine.com slash stylist to read all about it. It's not one of the, you know, just exciting fashion stories that we cover. It, it had a lot of depth and meaning. And um, those tattoos are beautiful. I loved, I loved how open she was. And I, I was scrolling through some of the comments and all of the women or mothers who either been personally affected or had it in their family. I mean, she just, I think she handled it better than like any celeb has ever. And of course, us weekly's hot Hollywood podcast is here for you, Chrissy, whatever you need. You're amazing. We stand you so hard. Um, Sarah Huron, tell us about the mess that has become the bachelorette, the absolute hot mess disaster. Yeah. Also very thoughtful show people, um, hardships happening <laughs> over in Palm Springs at La Quinta Resort and in. Um, so The Bachelor <laughs> is actually on Thursday night because of the election this yep. week, which I believe is a gift to all of us because we need the break. I think it's probably end up going to be a bad idea because there's probably going to be some big news tonight election-wise. But yeah. we have The Bachelorette coming back. And I will have a full breakdown tomorrow on Us Weekly's Here for the Right Reasons podcast. Very excited about my guest. Um, but... Overall, I mean, it's a big week for The Bachelor because tonight is going to be when Claire and Dale likely, you know, go off into their own villa in Palm Springs and Taysha gets out of the limo and starts her journey with these guys. We have a few extra guys coming in, Claire's existing guys, and I'm so excited because I think this is going to be like the peak of the season. I'm a little worried uh -huh. it's going to get a little boring, but this is going to be so good. Claire and De Deanna Pappas, who is the former Bachelor who's friends with Claire, also came out and said that she's talked to both Claire and Dale recently, which makes me think they're still together. Um, which, you know, whether you like Claire or not, we root for love. We root for love. We, we do. Yeah, we do. And I think people will be a little easier on Claire because they've been very harsh on her. Some people think deservedly so. Some people don't. Um, I had Michelle Money on the podcast this week. Another very good listen if you uh -huh. are pro or anti-Claire. Um, but either way, it will be easier for Claire if this relationship works. It'll all have been worth it. If it doesn't work out, we need to get Claire some security. I have I have a really good feeling about them being together because not to flex, I have personally met both Claire and Dale what? separately, not together. I've met them both. I've spent time, way more time with Dale than Claire, but I have spent time with them and they seem like a really good match. And really? yes, and if they run away together, I totally see them being amazing for each other. Can you ask Claire to unblock me on Instagram next time you speak to her? Hey, I kind of like that she's blocked you. So I'm going to ask her to see if she can do a double block forever and cement it for history. But, you know, we'll see what happens. All right, fine. As long as Tasha doesn't block me. <laughs> Speaking of people who may have blocked Sarah here on Instagram, Lori Laughlin. She's up in the big house. I'm actually shocked that Olivia Jade, Julianini, or whatever the hell you say her name, yeah. has not blocked me on social media. I am. I will. She knows that you are a true fan, Sarah. I am. I, I am a fan. I am. I like to poke fun. And while Olivia Jade is, you know, promoting necklaces as, you know, I'm not faulting her for promoting jewelry brands while her mother's in jail. A girl's got to make a living. Um, Lori Laughlin is not having a good time in jail. I know this is not shocking information that someone's not having in prison, but a source told us that Lori went into prison with a really good head. She clung to her face. She's a very religious woman. She had her family by her side, but right when she was about to go in, she felt that she was, quote, living in a real life nightmare. 
and her mind was telling her that something was going to go wrong. So we heard from sources that everything was fine going in. She was in a very sedate place. And then as soon, the day before she was going to go in, she's like, this is all going to go horribly, horribly wrong. And I think what makes it a little tougher is we did some digging into the jail. And because of COVID restrictions, she will not be able to receive any visitors during her two-month-ish it's looking stay. Uh, Lori Laughlin fan and Hallmark movie watcher Sarah Huron, what do you think of this? Well, one, I feel like she timed this perfectly because she's going to miss the majority of the Hallmark programming countdown to Christmas, which would probably be triggering for her. She's probably going to get out around Christmas, focus on her family, and then not have to worry about the fact that she doesn't have a Hallmark film this year because, you know, she's had so many. Yeah. So good, good job on that, Lori. Um, and two... I just want the picture of her in the jumpsuit that we got a Felicity so bad. And then I'm sure she's in like an isolation for these first two weeks because of Corona. So yeah. I hope on day 15, she emerges in the green jumpsuit and gives Felicity a run for her money. Cause that pick of Felicity was pretty damn good. It was great. I could use that. Gwen, what are your thoughts about Lori Laughlin being all up in the big house? It's I mean, fun. you know, I, I kind of think it's astounding because she is like the least likely person who would thrive in the slammer. So I just think it's like the ultimate schadenfreude. I really do. I wonder if your friend, Olivia Jade, Sarah Heron, is baking a rainbow explosion cake with some razor blades in the middle for her mama. <laughs> Probably. I should do a how-to. That would be a good vlog back. Olivia, bring back the freaking YouTube channel. <laughs> I, I agree with you, Gwen, that Lori Laughlin does seem of, you know, 99% of celebs the least likely to be able to fare well in prison. She is just the most white bread, passive, lovely, you know, woman. But, you know, she's good with bribes. So maybe she'll get her hand on some Lucy's and be able to stick those out for protection. Who knows? It could go well. She knows how to work an under the table deal, but it's still very sad. <laughs> Speaking of court filings and ladies who are not doing so well, Britney Spears, there has been another legal development in the, what has been called hashtag free Britney movement. Britney went to a judge this week and asked to remove her father, Jamie Spears, as co-conservator of her estate. And then his attorney, Sam Ingram, filed, oh no, her Sorry, her attorney, Sam Ingram, filed these new documents on Tuesday trying to ditch her father, who has been a conservative for 12 years. And now he is trying to get in another manager to step in. But all the money is still going to Jamie Spears. So there is going to be another court hearing on November 10th. And we will see what happens. But it feels like we're finally nearing the end of the Free Britney movement. And I think Jamie Spears is coming out real bad because Britney is like, please God, don't control my money. He's like, well, what about this guy who I own to control your money so I can take all of it? It's just sort of makes him look like the sleazy, like money grabbing father that we you always all, knew he was. That we always allegedly, knew allegedly, <laughs> allegedly sleazy money grabbing father that we all absolutely claim to believe allegedly he is, right? <laughs> that um, video though of her saying she's happy she's ever been, thoughts? Okay. I didn't really buy it. Okay. Personally. 
So yes. So after, so she was noticeably absent on Instagram for about five days. And I was sort of worried because there were no peasant tops. There were no strange runway shows and there were no cartwheels on the beach. So I was concerned. But so then she posted a video saying in a robotic, very hostage voice, I am the happiest I've ever been. Everything is lovely and rainbows with all of this. It sort of reminds me of when our reporter was in Sushi for the Olympics mm. and there were all the reports of everything going really wow. well. And she got back an email like, everything is great. We have many pillows. Putin is so nice. <laughs> Sochi? Did you sell it Sushi? No, I called it Sochi. Okay. You know, Travis isn't good with names, Sarah. You know that. I just want everyone to know what he was referring to. Sochi <laughs> <laughs> Olympics. It just sort of re- reminds me of a, a kidnapper saying, everything is fine. Never been happier. Exactly. And she posted some photos with her boyfriend, Sam, saying she's happy. So I guess we will have to believe that. But definitely looking forward to November 10th to see what go- is going down between the Spearses family. And now, do you guys know what it's time for? Oh my God, is it? It's time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania. Since we had Kris Jenner last week, sadly she cannot be in the ring for a battle, but she is our honorary referee just because Kris Jenner created the entire dynasty and she is really good at overlooking these things. So first up in the ring for Gwen, we have Tilda Swinton who turns 60 this week. I can't believe she's 60. I can't believe she's 60. She looks 35 and she has a husband and a boyfriend. She is amazing. And we have Kathy Griffin who is also turning 60 this week. I mean, that's quite a matchup, Trav. Um, But, you know, as you say, Tilda Swinton, you know, she lives in Scotland. That's number one. So she is powered by the ancestors on the Highlands and constant rain, which, you know, would keep anybody sharp, especially when they need spend all their time indoors with their husband and their boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? Um, And Kathy Griffin, while she's kind of strong, she also is a little bit of a whiner. So I think that it would be like one swing and Tilda would knock her right out. Sorry, Kathy Griffin. I'm sorry, Kathy Griffin. Boom, you're going down. Well, congratulations to Tilda Swinton on many things in her life, but winning this uh, boxing match may be her first. Sarah, here on for you, we have Kevin Jonas, the uh, least known Jonas other than the bonus Jonas. Jonas. You're you're the only person on this planet's favorite Jonas, Kevin Jonas, uh, is in the ring against Mr. P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, also known as uh, Love, he named himself, but we're just going to call him P. Diddy, who is... 51 years old today. Sarah Huron, who is going to win between these two guys? Well, <laughs> they call them well, guys. <laughs> who is good? They are guys. But who is going to win between these two men in the ring? Well, you know, the obvious answer here is P. Diddy. But because I like to mess with this game, um, I believe P. Diddy is going to not even show up when he finds out that he's not even competing with Nick or Joe Jonas. And Kevin Jonas wins by default. Ooh, good one. He doesn't like the star power Kevin brought, so he didn't show off to the match. All right, well, then Kevin Jonas has been declared the victory by default, and now uh, I am not excited to see this match because of the bloodshed that will endue. Gwen Flamberg, Tilda mm-hmm. Swinton, age 60, Kevin Jonas just crawling in, terrified of the dominating figure that is Tilda at 33. Who's winning this match? She would grab his curly hair with both hands, kind of like you know, shake him back and forth a little bit just to like scare him even more. And then she would do an uppercut and just knock him right out. Oh God, ding, <laughs> ding, ding. So sorry, Kevin. And Tilda Swinton, you're an icon and we love you. 
And that is all we have for the news today. I hope this episode brought you a little bit far away from the election results we are all waiting for. And we can dive into some messy celebrity drama. I know that it did for me today. Do not forget to like and subscribe. Tell all your friends, tell all the people working the polls. Hey, did you listen to Us Weekly Hot Hollywood podcast? Maybe you should do that. Anyone you see on the street will take it. Give us five stars. And of course, we will be back next week with all of Hollywood's greatest, lowest, funniest, and most ridiculous antics of the week. Thank you guys for listening.